This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode 104 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality industry from right here in Orange County to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. I'm your host, Croft McCarthy, founder and principal of the Best Seats. Thank you, as always, to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. As a reminder, if you enjoy the show and you're listening on free feeds, wherever that may be, iTunes, Spotify, etc., please consider leaving a review or a rating, etc. It helps other folks find the show, especially based on the way that algorithms are changing and stuff like that. I would appreciate it. Hate asking for it, but you got to play by the technology company's rules. So unfortunately, if you got five seconds, think about doing it. You can go to thebestseats.com for more content just like this, but don't forget the best experience is only found at patreon.com forward slash thebestseats, where so many of you support this show at various donation tiers each and every month. You get early ad-free listening, in perpetuity ad-free listening, so if you're catching up on old shows, you don't have to listen to commercials, exclusive access to the bonus episode each and every time these go live, exclusive access to the weekly episode of The Past, your weekly one-stop shop for the tasty tidbits and news that you need to know about, and a lot more. All right, 104, let's dive into it. Oh, real quick, one last thing of housekeeping. Um, Apparel is live at the time that this goes published on the best seats. You can head over there, check out the store. More stuff is being added. It is print on demand. So again, whatever you order, Give about three days for that kind of printing to go through, but it is really, really high quality stuff. I'm proud of all the designs. I'm doing all of it, so it's kind of a uh, a learn as you go thing. But yeah, at the time of this one, the store is live, so you can go over to thebestseats.com and check that out. Episode 104. Very happy to welcome back to the show my friend Tony Juarez. Um, unfortunately, the last time he was on the show, heading down to Oceanside, San Diego County. The place that he's at is no longer with us. Carte Blanche has gone the way of so many restaurants and bars, and it is no longer open. There's already a new spot getting ready to take it over. I actually literally, the morning I'm recording this introduction, I got the press release about the new restaurant going in. Tony has moved on. So where's Tony now? Tony is now the beverage director for Lucadia Company. They have a handful of spots in San Diego County, including Hamburger Hut, which if you've been paying attention to San Diego news, has just been crushing it. All the spots are super, super, super good. But what he's doing is just evolving. Um, you know, a lot of these places are kind of Encinitas. So we're continuing to move further south into San Diego County. Well, south if you're here in Orange County, north, depending on if you're in San Diego, way south if you're in L.A. But now that he's taken over as beverage director, he's really getting to spread his wings, not just in a cocktail creation standpoint, because he has to create menus for various properties that cater to different clientele's. But from a management standpoint, a leadership standpoint, a training standpoint, what does it mean to be the boss? What does it mean to have to guide people each and every day? What does it mean to manage relationships, to take on new trainees, to take on people that know what they're doing? How are you managing egos? How are you managing people that don't know how good they are? People that made me think that they're too good. 
all of this and more is kind of really, really helping him evolve. I was super excited when he agreed to come back onto the show. He's somebody that I have a lot of respect for. And I got to tell y'all right now, while there's a handful of properties, uh, we recorded this one at Hamburger Hut and y'all get down there. It is in and out on steroids. It is just smash burgers and draft Negronis and just everything that is awesome. And if you can't go there and smile, you got something wrong with you, my friend. But that is enough about Hamburger Hut. I want to talk to the man behind not just Hamburger Hut's drinks, but all the drinks. So let's dive into episode 104 of the Best Seeds podcast featuring the beverage director of Lucadia Co. and my friend, Tony Juarez. Enjoy. Tony, thanks for taking the time to sit back down, man. Glad to have you back on the show. Uh, for anybody listening, free feeds or Patreon, I'm just going to let you know right now that there is a train nearby. So if you hear a choo-choo, just guard your ears and be emotionally prepared. Um, Tony, you and I have sat down previously back in you were at Carte Blanche, RIP to that restaurant. But I'm very glad to have you back on because of what, not just what you're doing now, but the places that you're doing them. And we're going to talk about those individual spots in a second, specifically the one that we're recording at. But First and foremost, for anybody that may have not heard that first episode, would you mind kind of introducing and or reintroducing yourself, giving a little bit of your background and where you're at right now? Of course. My name is Tony Juarez. I'm the uh, bar and beverage director for a small hospitality group here in Encinitas, California called Lucadia Co. or The Lucadia Co. Uh, we have a couple different concepts. Uh, right now, we're on location at Hamburger Hut. We are known for doing really good smash burgers and we happen to have some i'm biased but i think pretty fucking good cocktails as well uh definitely more of like tiki tropical aperitivo cocktails here at hamburger hut with a kind of heavy latin spirits influence because that's my main background so i'm the bar and beverage director here for hamburger hut and valentina which is another property that we have uh within this small hospitality group and we are growing we're a small hospitality group like i said so we're, we're expanding so any other projects that we get um you know i'll be tasked to do the the beverage program for that and when i say beverage uh all the cocktail spirits beer everything except the wine we have a very talented uh wine director for this group and he's also our director of operations so it's really nice to just i guess say the least be on a team that where we can kind of delegate things and uh everyone has kind of their specialty but uh just to kind of reintroduce myself again my name is tony juarez i'm the, the beverage director here for this uh Lucadia co hospitality group and then previously i was the bar manager at carte blanche in oceanside yeah. And a couple other places before that, but that's kind of, you know, most recent, basically. Well, people go back, they can go back and listen to that episode to hear everything prior, but I want to know what brought, I mean, again, I loved having you on the show. Yeah. I'm a great fan of San Diego, but especially Northern San Diego County. This episode is premiering right after I just had on the team from the soon to open, you know, Heritage Barbecue and kind of beer company. When it comes to all things kind of northern San Diego, what was it that made, I mean, obviously, Carte Blanche is closed now. So one way or another, you were going to have to find something else. But what was it that drew you to this hospitality group and kind of brought so, you on board? Yeah, no. So full, I'll actually share the, the full story, you know, trans, full transparency. So um, this job actually kind of, how do I say it? I don't want to say like it was on accident. I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. But I was bar managing Carte Blanche and I had the opportunity to consult for this group. So I actually had hired like a lead bartender here at Hamburger Hut to run it. I was the consultant and I was going to just essentially, you know, create the cocktail program, the spirits and all that, train the bartenders and then uh, be on my way back to carte blanche. And I was doing both simultaneously, but I was just a consultant here before. And uh, one day the owner had sat me down and, you know, offered me a job. And I actually told him very politely and respectfully that I was humbled, but that I wasn't interested. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm already bar managing somewhere else. I was, you know, a brand ambassador at the time 
and I still am a brand ambassador, but I've had to take now with this director position, take a big step back on the brand side. But uh, I had actually kind of told myself that when I was at carte blanche, that carte blanche was going to be the last place, you know, I was employed as far as behind a bar and that I was really ready to go, you know, full brand. I felt like I had kind of done everything I wanted to do behind the bar. And I was just really kind of ready to get my feet wet, uh, heavy with the, the brand side of things as far as spirits. So I had sat down with the owner again, just to recap, and he offered me a job and I turned him down politely and he kind of looked at me and was like, you know, I'm not, I had, I had told him like, you know, I'm no disrespect, but I was like, I appreciate the offer, but I'm already bar managing. Like, why would I kind of leave one bar managing job for another bar managing job? Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm not, I'm not looking for a bar manager. And I was like, well, what are you looking for? And he's like, I'm looking for a beverage director. And I said, oh shit. Like, and I kind of almost like, shit my <laughs> pants for a second. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, I've always actually wanted to be a beverage director. And uh, it's not that I had forgot about it, but like I had just felt like I was going to go heavy on the brand side. And I gave it a couple days to think about it, as silly as that might sound. And there was a part of me that my, my gut was telling me that, you know, this is like a real big boy kind of bar job. Um, not that bar managing's not, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But this was just really kind of the next step. And I'm so used to being behind the bar and, uh, I'll, you know, I'll be fully transparent, you know, technology and, and on the admin side of things is definitely not my strong point. I've gotten a lot better at it since I've taken this director role. And obviously there's even admin that came with, um, you know, my last bar managing job, but it wasn't as intense as it is here. So it was a little intimidating. I gave it some time to think about it and uh, I took the position, but I, I knew in my gut that if I didn't take this position that I would really regret it and, you know, call it, you know, I'm definitely not going to put my beliefs out there to everyone else, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it spiritual or religious or the universe, whatever you want to call it. I knew that I needed to take this and I'm glad I did because unfortunately, you know, rest in peace to carte blanche, as silly as that sounds. Um, I don't know if rest I, in peace hey, is the term. You're not the first guest to come on the podcast and then it's the nature of the industry that maybe yeah. six months later, that job is either gone or that restaurant is gone. You're and not I'm, the first, you sadly will not be the last. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I appreciate you, you know, putting that back into perspective. Um, but I knew that I had basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm really grateful for that position there. And I squeezed everything out of that program there. And I, without that program, even though um, it doesn't exist anymore, I, I know for a fact, like I wouldn't have been able or be ready to have taken this job, um, this director position. So um, I guess I bring that up because I just, I knew that, yes, I, I felt like I w if I would have stayed at carte blanche, I would have stayed in my comfort zone. And this yeah. was really getting out of my comfort zone. In a big part of my comfort zone, and I'll be fully transparent, maybe a lot of other um, bar professionals can relate, but I love being behind the well. I love being behind the stick, you know what I mean? Uh, and making cocktails. Told yes, you, train. Yeah, oh yeah, the, 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 the fucking train in the back. Um, but now I'm at a point where, you know, you come in on a Friday night, maybe you'll see me behind the bar for a little bit, but I'm helping out and then I hop back off and I'm, I'm helping, you know, run food on the floor and I'm, I'm, you know, training the bartenders from the other side of the bar or tasting cocktails or doing uh, touching tables, you know, on making sure that all the menu cocktails are coming out good and introducing myself. So it's almost like it's been a blessing in disguise because it's gotten me out of my comfort zone from just being, getting all my significance from the bar. I'm on my computer a lot more and something we'll probably touch on a little bit more as we dive deeper into this podcast. But I feel like one thing I want to say is that I've learned so much from so many talented people. Um, and I'll name some of those people a little bit later, but I've given this some real, you know, deep thought. And I think the amount of things that I've been blessed to learn here, uh, I think that might be my phone in the background. Sorry. <laughs> it, was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it just asked if I was, I don't even know what I was asking right now. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I've learned so much uh, from so many talented people and people have taken the time to really go, almost put me under their wing and when they didn't have to that I could never repay any of those people back. The best thing that I can do right now is pay it forward. And authentically, the best way I can pay it forward is train 
a staff, you know, to not only my standards, but train them so that selflessly, I would like to know, we actually had a bar meeting this morning and I was real honest with them and I said, hey, you know, you guys are all doing a great job. Um, these are the things that we need to work on. But really my main mission statement and, and goal for this place, really actually even above my actual job title is to give these bar, these bar staff members and anyone who wants to be a part of the bar team, whether it be servers or support staff, give them the tools that someone gave me. And that's what's really important to me. I, I want to really kind of pay it forward and, and pass it along. And um, that's more important to me than really actually as cliche as this might sound than this actual job. Well, let's talk about the spot. I want to talk about kind of the properties as a whole and obviously what goes into being a beverage director. But let's talk first about where we're recording today. Hamburger Hut, Encinitas recently opened. I mean, mm -hmm. relatively, what, two months? We've officially been open for through like a full three months and some change. All right, so, so it's just about new. at the time of this recording, three months and some change. But you guys have come out the door swinging. I mean, all of San Diego media seems to be just swooning. It's not just the food. It's not just the drinks. It's not just the build out. It's literally all these pieces put together. Yeah. We'll get to the drinks in a minute. But for anybody that hasn't been here yet, first of all, come down and go because you're going to have a great time. But second of all, we're basically talking smash burgers and kind of a relaxed environment, no pretension, order at the counter, but with arguably a really kick-ass bar program, all focused, like you said, tropical leaning, but Mexican spirits, South American spirits, a lot of rums, a lot of great, like, you know, Mexico whiskeys, things like that. Talk about Hamburger Hut a little bit initially, before we dive into the other properties and kind of what it means to be a beverage director and some of those other things you talked about, I want to give kind of credit where it's due to where we're recording today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I to also give credit myself, you know, uh, one of our owners, his name's Mario. He's he's a real, real um, character. He's got a lot of passion. He's got a big vision. And his vision when I was consulting here is he wanted like kind of almost like a, he wanted it. So the name is Hamburger Hut. And when I remember when I was consulting here, I thought Hamburger Hut, what the fuck? That sounds like almost like Pizza Hut or something like that. Why would someone pick that name? And then it, it clicked. I finally understood it. And he wanted it to almost be ironic he wanted it to be funny he wanted to be basically be come down to the hamburger hut have this you know crazy gourmet smash burger with like it's served super simple on a tray and have a fucking aperitivo hour with it you know he he he's very um i'm starting now that i've worked for him a little bit longer like dude's definitely a visionary um and it's great to be around these people like that and have people like that on this team because he kind of um what's the word i'm looking for you know I might be, I would like to think that maybe I have a certain vision when it comes to cocktails, but as far as the marketing, I mean, that guy's just kind of a, a madman with that in, in a yeah. good way. So I finally understand, I kind of understood the the background, but that's really what we are is we are a kind of, uh, is the word, an, I don't know if I can ever say this right, anomaly or um, an anomaly or an like anomaly. A, yeah, that's yeah, what like he a wanted. Like one off, like a, yeah. That's exactly what he wanted hamburger hey, to for be. For anybody, by the way, who doesn't know what a smash burger is. Exit out of this episode really quick. Go back, search the Hammerburger episode. They'll give you kind of the rundown on it. But yeah, I, a friend of me described it really well. He goes, it's basically in and out on steroids with alcohol. Like it's burgers, oh, yeah. fries, and kick-ass drinks. So and I'll, you can apply this answer to kind of all the properties, I guess. Um, but beverage director, you're not the first person on this show to be one. But it is a completely different thing. You're oh, still yeah. doing the day in, day out, you're ordering, you're curating, you're developing, you're R&Ding, you're leading, you're training, mm -hmm. but you're not behind the stick. You have, now, I personally, at the time of this recording, haven't experienced the bars of the other properties, but Hamburger Hut, like, 
this frankly rocks. Like these Thank are you. killer, killer drinks. I'm currently like, we're recording this, sipping on a riff of a Jungle Bird with Mexican rum and Mexican whiskey. So this one's actually got Australian whiskey. Oh, Australian whiskey. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, shout out to Sean from uh, Star Wars. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of Star Wars here just for that that one cocktail. Um, we really kind of I wanted the cocktails to be as eclectic as possible. But well, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, with a place that is so, and this is not like this is not a knock against the food because the sure. food is phenomenal. But you're talking smash burgers, fries, you know, loaded fries, etc. Maybe mm-hmm. some poke. This is not you know fine dining with tweezers. Why make the cocktail so difficult? You could get away. I mean, you guys have a frozen Negroni. That's one of the best things I've had all year. We're Thank recording you. this in the middle of October. <laughs> Thank like, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been killer. I, I think really I got to give credit, you know, to, you know, Mario, the owner. That's exactly where, you know, he told me what he was looking for. And then I did my best to execute that. And, you know, my uh, my background is obviously, you know, the cocktails. And, you know, I, my main background as far as spirits is, you know, real passion and heavy uh, influence for Latin, you know, type spirits. And it just worked, man. And we again, it is a full bar. We have bourbon and all that stuff and you know fry and different london dry gins and a couple of vodkas i actually speak of vodka i don't carry any titos here and i never will uh, no disrespect uh, maybe i should have said that on the podcast you know because it's a <laughs> it's a brand thing but uh it's what they call a backhand a compliment yeah 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 i mean it's just like it's the part of the question it's like insulting somebody and say just kidding yeah that's exactly what i just did actually yeah no uh, i don't i really don't judge but that's okay they're not listening in all in all seriousness no, I, I bring that up because that is part of being a beverage director that i have i have so much freedom to do what I'm passionate about, but with as cliche as it sounds, with great freedom comes a lot of responsibility. And this, a lot of this responsibility is so heavy. And then sometimes I remind myself, like that's how it's supposed to feel. And um, truly without sounding too cliche or like kind of like cheesy or anything like that, I'm, I'm really blessed to be where I'm at. Um, obviously being a bar director and beverage director, it's not, definitely not easy. Um, I've had to learn to, again, um, almost not be behind the bar as much. Like I can hop back there and help make drinks, but like, I have to let my team learn. I have to let them do it. I have to let yeah. them understand the system. So it is a little bit different being on my computer a lot more now, but I love it. And I just think that um, it was really what I needed in my career to get out of my comfort zone. And I mean, you can apply that to any industry or anything in life that you do, but really your, your comfort zone will kill you. And it's not that I was always comfortable at my previous spot, but I, I squeezed everything out that I needed to do there. And it, it got me to here. And now well, I'm, let's, yeah, go ahead. let's take a moment to break down. So somebody who's listening that, may not be in the hospitality industry. They may not, maybe they're hospitality adjacent. Maybe they just worked as a hostess or a bar back or a server for a couple of years. Describe kind of the difference between beverage director and bartender, lead bartender, kind of et cetera, because you are encompassing all those things that those professions do. But like you said, you're on your computer, you're training, there is so much more. So for anybody that may not be familiar, real quick, I kind of want to back up and just give the elevator pitch for what is a beverage director? So if you are, in my opinion, if you are a beverage director, you're always a bartender first. Um, but basically you're, you're, you're a bartender who needs to really lead from a place of not only passion, but a place, you know, that you, what's the term I'm looking for? You got to put the, not only you got to put your, you basically got to put everything and people above yourself, which is not, that's, it's, it's a blessing in disguise. I, I feel like, um, you have to be able to, again, trust your team. You're, you're the one curating, creating the drinks and costing everything out. But then you're taking a step back and you're saying, look, I've given you all the tools I need to give you. Let's have a killer service or, you know, tell the owners we, we're going to have a, a killer business and this is why. Um, it's definitely a lot of pressure. But I think once again, yes, I am the, the bar director, but because I'm the bar director, I'm always going to be, you know, a bartender at heart. That yeah. doesn't go away. And um, yes, you know, without being too repetitive, I, 
you will see me making drinks sometimes, but now it's getting to the point where I'm really proud of my current team that I have. They're doing a killer job. And it's sometimes it's to the point where I'll go back there to kind of help them out and they'll look at me kind of like, they're like, right. get out of the way. We got yeah. this. So yeah. it's like, okay, just making sure I still, <laughs> I still so got it. So it's kind of like when you see like an NFL head coach, hey, played for 14 seasons, now they're a coach. Like you're just um, transitioning. Transitioning and now, but what's funny is like, as is, what's the word I'm looking for? As fluid as I like to fe- think that I am behind the bar, um, definitely, you know, the, the admin side of things is, is something I'm working on. And I almost feel like I'm like, what's the word? I'm, I'm obviously doing the best that I can. And I am, I'm, I think I'm doing a really great job. Um, but it's now it's like, I almost kind of have that feeling again of like when I was first learning to bartend and now I'm doing that with essentially within the same, basically I say the same, same passion, different lane. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I guess to kind of, without dragging the question on too long, um, you're still doing bartender things and, and more. And I signed up for this and I honestly like wouldn't fucking trade it for the world. This is such great experience for me. And I'm just really, really blessed to be in a group that, you know, is it perfect? No, of course not. No, no group is perfect, but I have so much freedom and, and I have the opportunity to have all this responsibility and I have the opportunity to have a staff and I have the opportunity to, to lead these people. And I also, as cliche as it sounds, I have the opportunity to make mistakes. And even this three months I've made, I've made mistakes. You know what I mean? There's times where I'm like, you know what? I should have, you know, I should have updated, you know, this on the spec sheet for them, or I should, you know what? I shouldn't have address a situation like that or I should have you know praise someone at this time so I'm working on it myself I'm I'm, yeah. I'm getting better as a as a bar and beverage director and um really kind of honing in that while still being creative and letting my team do their thing but I'm just I think I'm at a point too where I don't know if anyone needs to hear this maybe this is unsolicited advice but I have to catch myself sometimes you know I think as people we always want more and you're always looking for the next thing and something that actually Sean you know um Sean from Starward, Starward Australian Whiskey, had told me during Bartender's Weekend, and I was just kind of picking his brain. I'm a big believer that success leaves clues, and you find people who are doing what you want to do, and you just you kind of pick their brain and say, like, how'd you get there? It's not that you're trying to copy them. It's just like, cool, there's clearly a pattern here. And he just told me during Bartender's Weekend, we had a kind of a real heart-to-heart, and I don't I don't mean to expose our, our conversation, but he just told me, man, like, you're doing great things. Like, be present. You need to be present more like... And that's really stuck with me the past couple of weeks since I've got back from bartenders week. I was like, you know what? I, I do need to be more present and it's great to look towards the future and what are we doing, but be here in the now and, and really embrace that and embody it and make sure that you're just creating killer programs. But more importantly, I'm at the point now where yes, I'm, I'm happy that you're enjoying the drink and I want to give people experiences. But what I want now is my, my friend Walter who actually helped me design the, um, the draft system here for our, our some of our draft cocktails. Uh, I'm at a point now, maybe just as, as a person, as a man, and as a bar director, I think legacy is really important to me. I want to, it's just kind of about giving back. I feel like I've been given so much in this industry that like, it's not possible for me to repay any of it. Yeah. I can't repay any of it. The best way I can repay all this information that I feel like I've been blessed to receive is is really just pay it back. And sometimes there's times where I'm like, you know what, like I shouldn't, as hard as I like to think that I work and as passionate as I am, you know, and I give myself credit, like I didn't just get here all me. Like I got a huge support system behind me. I got a, uh, a small team, but also kind of behind me that really supports me and checks me when I need to be checked and really helps me out. Um, you know, in full transparency too. Excel, you know, Excel is not a strong point of mine. And I've been really blessed to have Look, people. in fairness, Excel is not a strong point of anybody's, okay? But, but There's I've not noticed. a single person listening who just went like, it's a strong point of mine. No, no one wins at Excel. <laughs> I've <laughs> noticed, though, that it being a bar director, 
that at the end of the day, like you're right, it's not a strong point for a lot of people, but I, I need it to be at some point yeah. and I'm working towards it. So again, I've almost traded kind of like my hunger for, for wanting to create, which I still create tasty cocktails and, and give people experiences through the cocktails. But now I'm like, cool, how do I hone in on my excels so that I can be the best leader that I can be not only for myself, but more importantly for, for my staff. Like there, I come in here and I have to even check myself at the door sometimes, you know, like my team's depending on me and I need to always really embody that. And I think that is going back to your question, part of being, you know, in any leadership role, beverage director, whether you're a beverage director or a executive chef or even a, floor, uh, a regular floor manager, you, you people look to you for guidance, you know, and I have to um, really, I've just been blessed to kind of step into this position because it's, it's been a great, great learning opportunity for me. Well, it's time for a little commercial. Yeah. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto, live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amass Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now, I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin, and everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code, the best seats 15, that's C-E-A-T-S, at checkout. Now it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, go to amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code, the best seats 15, at checkout. Trust me, you will not. Be disappointed. I don't know about you, but 2020 had me re-looking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things, as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants, was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potage comes in. Heirloom Potage designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef. Owner Ashley Irene's experience, expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotage.com. That's heirloom, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M, potage, P-O-T-A-G-E-R.com today. Once again, that's heirloom potage. Well, let's talk about the kind of compartmentalization between managing staff, managing back of the house kind of, and I mean back, back of the house, like the inventory, the XL, et cetera. Yeah. But also it is still about developing drinks or at least kind of guiding the R and D sessions and getting in the right mm -hmm. bottles. 
we talked about Hamburger Hut, but this is not the only property on the books, and they're all vastly different. Mm-hmm. First of all, can you kind of quickly describe the other properties, but then also I want to talk about what it's like for you professionally designing menus for each space that are there to meet the space, but also they have to be different from each other. 100%, and that's something that why it's great to have you know this team behind me because um, you know, I get checked when I need to be, when I need to be checked and I can, I can, you know, put my opinion out there too. When, when someone else has a, a different opinion, we have, you know, we have a really cool group here in the sense of like, you know, we have a, this sounds kind of cliche, but we have a guy who's great with numbers. We have someone who's great with the wine. We have a great guy who's great with the marketing. We have, you know, myself who, um, puts a lot of effort and passion into these cocktails. So when we blend that together, you know, a, a really cool and beautiful thing happens, um, but yes, that is something I've had to even remind myself that, hey, like each each property is different. We got to not only make drinks that are going to be tasty, but we got to make it fit the theme. So that's why I make sure that anytime I'm creating something, uh, I make sure it's that as a leadership team, as far as the owners and different um, team members of, of leadership within this group, that we're all on the same page. And if we're not, you know, how do we get there? Okay, but real quick, yeah, fit the theme. We're sitting at Hamburger mm-hmm. Hut, which does awesome smash burgers, and you have a frozen Negroni on draft basically, oh, yeah. as well as like a riff on a jungle bird using Australian and Mexican spirits. The hell do you mean fit the theme? Yeah, we're doing some wacky stuff here <laughs> in the cool, and you know what, we just kind of went full balls to the wall, man. I, one, of this, one of the other restaurants is a Spanish place, right? Yeah, Spanish Mediterranean. So what the hell do you with, have over there? Nothing with, but German Rieslings? So we have a, <laughs> actually our, our you know, our uh, our SOM and our director of operations, who's also our wine director, uh, Ricardo, extremely passionate and talented. Uh, with all the wine that he uh, selects, I mean, kind of the way I am with spirits, he is with wine. He's a uh, real, and to say the least, in, in a in a this is a comment, real you know snob about his wine, and he knows his fucking shit, you know. Um, so what they're doing over there at Valentina is a uh, Spanish Spanish Mediterranean uh, Spanish food with Mediterranean influences, with a lot of natural wine and specifically wine from California. You know, he buys from small buyers. Yeah. He does not um, buy any. I, my wine knowledge is not up to par, obviously, with his, but basically the similar comparison would be the way he selects wine is the way I select uh, my spirits. And gotcha. we, okay. we also got a liquor license over there recently. So we actually acquired... Oh, a, so you just got a liquor license over there. So this is what where all the madness got comes in. And this is where all the madness comes in and uh, sometimes why I'm so stressed. We got our liquor license for Valentina, I think a week after Hamburger opened. So I wow, had to come up quick, quick with some with some really good authentic cocktails. So yeah. I have we have four cocktails over there at the moment. Uh, currently still designing the rest of the menu, uh, but at the same time we're wait, physically waiting on some bar equipment to come in that we need. But liquor license is active. We do have some great cocktails over there. Same Negroni that I have here is the same Negroni I have over there. Um, and I know someone's probably thinking, what do you mean same Negroni? Negroni is equal parts. Yes, but like we're using the same exact vermouth, same exact um, specs. Which nice. is not equal parts, by the way. Well, uh, traditionally it is. We're not doing an equal parts Negroni. I'll just leave it yeah, at that. Calm down. We're not getting into yeah. a mover check or co off about yeah. No, no, we're no. not. But yeah, same same. Half gen. the bartenders just perked up. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah, we're fine. I know. I'm not going to discuss <laughs> our Mai Tai specs either, which we do have a, a really cool riff on a Mai Tai here. But yeah, I mean, I guess to kind of sum up, you know, your your question, each property is so different here. It's like, like you said, we're on, I'm looking at a fucking... You know, we got like a grass umbrella thing on our roof. We got Halloween decorations everywhere. You go to Valentina, it's really, um, I don't want to use the word formal, but really nice. It's definitely a great date night spot. You know, really good, authentic, you know, Spanish paella with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. natural wine. And here you're over at Hamburger Hut, you know, drinking a, uh, like you said, a, uh, a frozen Negroni riff that we do with Blanc Vermouth and Sitges. And you're having a fucking 
Smashburger and you got kids running around. So it's, uh, and we also have some other, we have a sandwich spot down the street that does natural wine as well. Um, it is counter service. There's no cocktails there. We don't have a full liquor license, but it's still great to be a part of this team as a collective. We have a sandwich spot called Moto Deli. Really good um, kind of custom, you know, sandwiches with natural wine and local beers. Uh, we have the Corner Pizza down the street, which does really good, um, really good fucking pizza. Like they are geeks about how they, you know, uh, make their dough and all that. That's awesome. Um, really cool. Even the type of like water and salt they're using. Again, for any chefs out there, I, <laughs> I don't know anything about culinary. Beverage has always been my background. So don't, if I'm using the wrong terms, you know, forgive me. But we are talking about opening up a, uh, sorry, not talking about, we, we are opening up a couple more spots. I can't get too into it, but once those have full cocktail programs, I will be deployed there. And going back to the whole, you know, beverage bar director, it's been great because I'm really trying to set the systems up here to yeah. that where it can almost run itself, if that makes sense. And yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, we're 100%. almost there and I got a great team behind me. Um, and I got a lot of people who are hungry and at some point I will appoint someone to, to specifically run hamburger hut, you know, but this is kind so of home base at the moment for your setup right now and what you're trying to design and do. What do you, are you looking to basically get them to be self-sufficient programs where you can step away? You're not having to worry about training. Is it something where they're coming up with cocktails on their own? Is this something where somebody is ordering on their own and managing inventory? I mean, what are your, now that you're stepping into this role mm -hmm. where you used to have checklists before as a lead bartender, like I can't wait to get my program to this, this, and this. I think you talked about like less touches at carte blanche for your team where yep. everything was like faster ticket times, et cetera. What are the new goals that you're setting yourself for this bar program and all the bar programs that you're overseeing? Yeah. So definitely I've gotten a lot better at um, delegating and really just kind of trusting in my team. We still do the same thing with touches here. I actually like to, um, for any bar professionals out there listening, I'm a big believer on even the types of jiggers we use. We uh, only use graduated step jiggers because of the way my batch system works. Um, all of our cocktails are less than three touches. And believe it or not, I will say this. its I don't even want to say it's the way of the future. We're not the only ones doing it, but we have a killer, um, part, killer I don't want to use the word draft cocktail program, but uh, a good chunk of my cocktails are on draft. And a lot of people, when they assume draft cocktails or they think about it, they just think, oh, you just poured it off a tap. I spent about a month while I was consulting here, just figuring out the exact water content I wanted to use and specs for the drafts. And again, I was new to drafts. Uh, so I, with my help of my really good, one of my close friends, uh, Walter, he actually is, uh, one of the main guys over at Hanaberry, Hanaberry whiskey and Vista. Oh yeah. Um, he's just a mad scientist when it comes to draft cocktails and really without being too repetitive, draft cocktails are not as simple as just throwing something in a keg and pouring it. There's a lot of fucking science that goes into it. But now being a beverage director, my whole goal is, and it was my goal even as a bar manager before, but how do we, now I'm kind of thinking more of the mindset of like, let's continue to make killer cocktails that are streamlinable, replicable, and now we can even put some on draft. In fact, not even something I've learned, not every cocktail is draftable. You can't just no. put anything on draft. You can fuck up the lines. Um, there's just a lot of science that goes into it that I'm still learning well, about. Once you get into like, I mean, anything. Margins like too. Citrus, it's like your margins change. Yeah. It's, it's insane on margins. I'd recommend anybody. I actually, and I could be wrong right now. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't personally know right now any high volume, successful, like really good beverage program that is not using drafts of some type. Now, sure, maybe everyone has different, you know, dilution ratios, but drafts really is a way of the future. And it's a way to, um, I, you know, for example, my most popular cocktail here, it's uh, it's called a Mamacita. It's just, it's very simple. We're using a really good tequila. It's a Tommy's Mark. It's a Tommy's Mark. We're nice. using a really good tequila. The way tequila. it should be done. We're yeah. using a... Uh, a tequila actually not out of Jalisco. You don't have to have tequila from Jalisco. We're using a uh, tequila from Guanajuato and we're doing a mezcal rinse on it. Nice. Super simple. And it just, 
the margins are insane. And those are the things now as a bar director I'm looking for is to give people really good experiences, really good cocktails, consistent wash lines. And we want to make sure it's a business thing that we want to make sure that it's a, that we're winning too, you know, yeah. financially. Cause if we're not, then like we talked about carte blanche right, right before this episode, you know, started we, all the potential in the world and we're doing great things. But if people aren't staying on top of you know, some of the quote unquote boring stuff, you know, the financials, it's like, well, then there's not a place for the people. It's not, there's not a watering hole anymore at that yeah. point, you know? So that's really what I'm focusing on as a beverage director now is giving people the tools that people gave me, um, making sure that the business is, you know, succeeding financially from it, from mm-hmm. those cocktails and making sure that I'm, I'm leaving a legacy behind. That's what's really important to me. I mean, draft cocktails are, and I'm not going to linger on this one because God knows I'm not an expert and, and I mean this in the best way possible, you're obviously still learning the process of them. Mm-hmm. For anybody that thinks that it's just pouring a cocktail in a keg and tapping it, go back. Um, Eric Castro, who runs Bartender at Large, arguably probably the best, one of the best uh, bartending podcasts out there, did an entire episode about draft cocktails. And like, it's such a, it, it really is science. I mean, it is mad science. It is chemistry. you got to balance. How are you going to get everything out? How perishable is it? I mean, the way that they can go so quick, but you're right, a place like this and a place like, what it seems this restaurant group does for a living, they fit perfectly. What are some of the other things that you're now learning outside of draft cocktails that you never thought you'd be learning while staying in the industry? I mean, is it could it be like yeah. human resources? Yep. Obviously, Excel. I mean, but what are some of the new challenges that are be thrown, uh, being thrown at you? 100% human resource stuff, um, new leadership skills, uh, Excel, you know, a lot of admin stuff. Um, being... I guess this is part of human resources, but being a really good ear for my staff, you yeah. know what I mean? He- hear- hearing them out. Uh, slushies is a new thing for me too. We talked about our slushie. Yeah. Um, and again, I give credit where I get a lot of credit from people and, you know, people tell me the nicest things in the world about my program, but really, you know, full transparency, I don't hide it. I got a great, great team behind the scenes, not just here personally that helped me out, you know, um, really, really shout out to my friend, uh, Walter McCalma, one of my, one of my best friends, um, you know, he's one of the main guys at Henneberry and he was working on the distribution side uh, for a while. He's just something I want to touch on is that in any industry or anything that you do in life, it's I, I can't say it enough. I would like to think that I've gotten here where I'm at right now through a lot of hard work and I have. But when I really think deep about it, I get kind of emotional because I feel like I'm not supposed to be here in the sense of like I've just had people along the way that have really cared for me. And not only taking me under the wing, but showed me things that really I can never repay back. And I bring up Walter because I remember when I was consulting here, I was like, I designed all the cocktails. I was like, Walter, I, I can do bad cocktails for days. Like I know how to do specs and all that, but like I've never put anything to a keg. I've never done a slushy. And as a friend, he was like, Hey, show tell me what your specs are, and then we're, we're gonna I'm gonna show you how to convert that into slushy and draft. And he did that out of the kindness of his heart. And now I know a good amount of it to where I can even teach someone to draft cocktails now and it's just like it makes me without rambling too much almost emotional in the sense of like man like i feel like sometimes like i've just been that was that was his cell phone everybody don't worry guard (laughs) your ears you're fine i've been so really same thing yeah i'm sorry about that i don't know what uh i guess that's the problem that's the life of a beverage director man you're busy people are hitting you up yeah i don't know what why my phone's making that noise though everyone always gives me shit because i have an android <laughs> i actually used to have an iphone but i intentionally got rid of it <laughs> different conversations for a different time um yeah we don't have enough time for that but <laughs> really to, sd to, cards only so big <laughs> to, to go to really go into that a little bit more like again i've gotten here through a lot of hard work and a lot of passion and mm-hmm. yes i've worked my ass off but you know what just as equally i think i've met really have just met the right people who have helped me along the way and i'm 
so lucky and blessed to have people that really have my best interest at heart. Yeah. And now the best thing that I can do is really just train my staff and anyone who wants to learn, you know, these systems and not just the systems, but just, I talk with my bar staff a lot all the time. Like you got to own the bar. And when I say that some of them were confused at first, like you mean like we're not making drinks fast enough. I was like, no, 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 we're not talking about ticket times. I'm talking about your presence right now, your bar presence. When you walk into a bar, you know, guests want to feel you, they want to feel not only welcome, but like they want to feel safe. And what I mean by the safe is not physically safe is like, for example, you know, with they want to feel confident that you know what you're talking about. And if yeah. you come in, for example, I tell my this is a great example. We have strawberry Campari in the Yacht Club. And sure, if someone wanted it with the, the Yacht Club is the uh, Jungle Bird Riff that we yes, were talking about earlier. Exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. we got strawberry Campari and the little Jungle Bird Riff for strawberry Campari and, and passion fruit as the sugar content instead of regular simple. We're doing it with Australian whiskey. My point, though, is, is that I've have trained my staff to say, you know, authentically really just buy into the culture, buy into the program. And an example of that with that cocktail is sometimes people will say, Oh, that sounds great. Cocktail sounds good, but can we get that with tequila? Could we literally do it with tequila? hundred percent. And it's not about not giving the guests what they want, but people want an experience. And my bar staff, I'm so proud of them have basically bought into the program and essentially given them an authentic spiel of like, you know what, we can totally do that with tequila. I think you should try it with this, you know, the way it is because of X, Y, Z. And I think you're really going to love it. And if for some reason you don't, you're not stuck with it. And guess, I know me as a guest, I feel when I hear those things and I see that, like you, that's real hospitality right there. Well, it's like, and this is where I side on the fence of everybody in hospitality. Yeah. It's like watching an R rated movie on TV. Right, a little bit. <laughs> what the mother flower are you talking? You're like, just give me the real experience. Mm-hmm. Give me the way it was intended. Give me the way it was built. Give me the way it was designed. Mm-hmm. If you need a change for you, if somebody can't handle a swear word or violence, and yes, T- TNT watching Die Hard is for you. But yes. I want John McClane in the fullest. I want the Yacht Club, that drink in the fullest. And so I'm tr- glad that you're training your staff to be like, look, we will accommodate you no matter what. This is hospitality, after all. This mm-hmm. is service. We are here to give you a great time. But. We did it this way for a reason. We didn't just hobnobble and put this shit together on a whim. 100%. This is custom built to get deliver an experience. Try it. Exactly. And just to kind of olive branch off that, I sometimes, you know, especially being a bar director now, not being behind the bar as often, I'll walk behind, you know, some of my team members and I'll even hear servers. I, I love it. It actually makes me... Um, it makes me emotional in a good way of that where I can walk by a table when I'm touching tables and I hear, uh, you know couple good servers that we have well actually all of our serving staff is great but good one, save. yeah one one, one specific <laughs> somebody's one, about to listen to this be like the fuck you talking about me <laughs> one specifically server comes to mind um she's great her name's uh, christina really great server she busts ass here she kills it and on the topic of the yacht club the other day I, I had a guest that i walked by the table and i could hear them asking her hey can we get this we know with tequila and she basically just gave the whole spiel that i was saying and that was a moment where i was like I'm doing something right in the sense that clearly like nothing, not everything's perfect. I'm stressed out a lot, Yeah. but those are the moments that like make me grateful for what I do in the sense of like my staff, my team has bought into it. And I only know that feeling, man, because I've as a staff member, you know, previous staff member myself, like it's, you want to feel like you're buying into something and it's, it's just, it gets a warm feeling without being you know redundant or kind of going down like a deep rabbit hole yeah, like yeah, yeah. to be able to walk by a table and knowing that like I've trained my staff on the proper ver- verbiage and it's not, they're not just repeating at this point. They, they believe what they're saying, you know, and the guest feels comfortable. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. Um, a lot of work to do, but if I can take a step back sometimes and I, I stop and I reflect and I'm really fucking proud. I really am. And that's actually, well, as you should be. 
Thank you. That's what matters to and me. Yeah. I, I want to talk about kind of that notion as well. The episode right before this for anybody who listens to these in continuity um, was the team from Heritage Barbecue. And one of the things that I asked Danny Castillo was, you know, obviously they have garnered a lot of awards, rightfully so, for what they do. Hamburger Hut has been open at the time of this recording three months, like you said. 100%. Yeah. You guys are fucking popular. Like, people love it. I mean, any news that I see coming out of San Diego, this North San Diego especially, I'm a very ardent supporter of. I mean, Thank you. Th- this area, Carlsbad. I mean, you got the people like Campfire. You have everybody in Oceanside crushing it. You guys here. I mean, this is a very special area. What is it like for you professionally to have taken that leap of faith, like you said, being like, all right, Card has been good to me, but it's time to move on. Ultimately, it would have happened anyway with them closing down. But yeah. now that you're here, to see those accolades rolling in. Because, I mean, three months and people are already smitten, that's a rarity. I just, honestly, as cliche as it sounds, I'm, I'm happy to be kind of a part of the tide. And what I mean is what's crazy, a lot of the staff, you know, from Campfire or other great establishments around the area, a lot of us have actually worked together at other spots you know, years ago. And it's cool now to kind of see everyone branch off and, you know, really kind of take the reins of things. My, my buddy, you know, Nick is the beverage director of campfire and obviously no, not blowing any smoke. That's still one of my favorite cocktail programs like ever. Um, I just have such a great experience when I go in there, but I bring them up because in this North County area, like you're saying, we're, we're part of this kind of like this tide. Everyone's kind of trying to do their thing and everyone's doing it. They're, They're crushing it and other spots are crushing it as well. And it's really cool to be kind of a part of this wave. And I know these waves don't last forever. And I'm just really trying to fucking embrace the moment. And, you know, especially coming after, you know, um, what what's the date today? I can't even keep track of the date. We're recording this on October the 12th. Okay, so I got b- back from Bartenders Weekend about three and a half weeks ago. Yeah, and one on just, Palm Springs. Yep. Yes. Yep. And, it was and just, for anybody who's listening that's industry, there's one in San Diego as well. Look them up if you haven't done them. They're a blast. I would really recommend it too. And I, I didn't mean And you don't directly have to be a bartender. It's not... You super don't, yeah. religious on that fact but yeah look them up they're Definitely fun no. i bring that up not to get um sidetracked but i'm going to kind of circle back why i brought it up in a second but you know you meet all these people and you meet um you see people that you already know out there and it's like we we're all basically getting together for a weekend and we're talking about our programs and talking about regular life too and then we come back and you come back inspired and i i came back from bartenders weekend like man i'm i'm part of a really cool fucking wave right now and i told myself like don't good pressure but don't blow it like you're part of something so big right now and you're you're in the heat of it like you're yeah. you're fucking in it like you're in it and i kind of had to train just, oh yeah <laughs> i just kind of had to st- take a step back and like i came back and i remember that good feeling of told you coming back from bartenders <laughs> weekend fucking train um and this is i came back from bartenders weekend i thought oh man what's gonna be going on at hamburger has the bar gonna be crazy is liquor not gonna be put away came back spotless that right there that's that's the best. That's that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Yeah, and it if makes you me, can come yeah. back from stepping away and you didn't have to put fires out or come back to a fire or an inferno of any type like that and everything was done, congratulations. And that's definitely as now as a bar director that I've stepped into the mindset too. I think before when I was bar managing and, you know, uh, lead bartender, other bars, you kind of, t- it's almost like a, it's definitely not a good flex, but in the moment it feels good. You know, that way of thinking back then of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it all. I can do it all. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. as I've grown into this profession, I realize not only can I not do it all, I need to teach people certain things so that one, they need to learn themselves because someone did that for me. But two, like, you will burn out. Burnout. We were talking about that before this episode. Burnout is a giant thing and it's okay to delegate. In fact, I'm at the point now where like I'm actually almost, I feel like if I'm not delegating, that means I'm not 
doing my job as a bar director. Yeah. And when I was, you know, I said at other bars, you just want to do everything, and you, it, that's not. Not only is it not possible, it's it's actually not good for the business. Not it's not a good for the business. It's not good for everybody. So I, I came back from you know that that networking trip and uh, bartenders weekend, and just things were great, and it just made me feel like okay, like we're going in the right direction. This is great, and I got a great bar staff here. Um, they're really hungry. They're all a little bit younger, but they're they're learning, and they're just they bought into the program and they bought into me. And that gives me a healthy amount of pressure, you know, to come in and sometimes check myself at the door. You know, I'm a human. I don't always have, you know, the yeah. best of days. And uh, something I wanted to touch on super quick before we wrap up this podcast, because I know, you know, we don't have all the time in the world. Um, I think last year I had just kind of gone balls to the wall in the sense of, you know, I was just like anybody. I was going through some, you know, kind of real heavy personal things. I had got out of a very, very long relationship, um, you know, that needed to end and. I was just in kind of in a bad place. And the reason I bring that up is that I turned to work and I turned to what I was passionate about. And I turned to this industry has done so much for me. Uh, and I turned to that and I just really kind of went balls to the wall and just thankfully ended up where I'm at now. And I, I did a lot of competitions and I you know, was continuing to run carte blanche. And then I got this opportunity to consult here and then I got this job. And it just was, I really, um, so I guess the reason I bring that up is I'm, I'm just thankful for this industry and I'm thankful for what I do. And especially after getting back from a weekend, like bartenders weekend, like you realize you talk to other beverage directors, you talk to other bar managers or brand people and bartenders, and we all have the same struggles. We're all doing the same. We all want yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of the same things. And it's just great. I guess what I'm trying to say is like to be a part of this community. It's insane. If I, if I really were to go deep into it, it, it makes me emotional and I'm, I'm just happy to really authentically be a part of it. And it's a lot of fuck. Everything I'm doing right now is a lot of pressure. But everything that I'm doing right now at this moment, I had written down on a board like three years ago. And not to say that I'm at the peak or that I still don't have more goals. There's a lot more I want to do. But I've had to remind myself to take a step back. And it's like, Tony, you're, you did everything. Like you checked everything off that box. And now there's more goals, obviously. But it's like, just be present for a second. Like you, you did everything that you said you wanted yeah, to do. Enjoy it. And you're doing yeah. it. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the fucking center of it right now. But I had brought up uh, some of that personal stuff last year because... I knew that I had an option. I can either just lay down, you know, with my with my head in the dirt and just stay there, which I would have had the right to do that. But I realized that as cliche as this might sound, obviously I'm not a fucking surgeon or I'm not saving lives. People depend on food and beverage. People depend on good food and drink. It's Immensely. a part of life. Yeah. And I feel really proud to be not only a part of this community, but like to be, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't say this airheadedly, but like, and there's a lot of people like myself, but to be kind of a top dog, you know, a top dog in it and to be, I get to be that if that's what I'm saying. I don't have to be that. I get to do that for people and I get to give people experiences and I get to, um, I get to train bartenders and I get to, um, show people kind of what worked for me. And I, I have the opportunity to do that. And, um, it's really, really important. And I guess I'm just happy to kind of be at the, at the forefront of it. And, a lot of pressure, um, but I, I wouldn't trade it. I think that my life would be very dull if I didn't have all this pressure. Well, brother, I think you wrapped it perfectly. I'm going to keep you around for a uh, bonus episode exclusively on patreon.com slash the best seats um, where we're going to talk about celebrity tequila, what makes a smash burger so good, where we're recording today, oh, yeah. and a handful of other things. But before we wrap up this one, if people wanted to reach out to you and like if people had questions, if they were in the industry or people want to kind of learn more about any of the properties, social media websites, yeah. car carrier pigeon. Yeah. So um, <laughs> where can people do that? If at? you want to, if you want to contact me, if they um, want to yell at this train, 
Sure. Well, if you want to get the train and talk <laughs> talk to the uh, the city of Encinitas, I don't know where to go for that. But if you want to get a hold of me, um, Instagram is the best way to reach me, and that's just the day we're in now. We're in a social media age, and you know, use it to your advantage. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Tony J T O N Y J Divino D I V I N O, and um, our Hamburger Hut Instagram. I'm looking on my phone right now. I probably should know it by heart. I believe it's at Hamburger Hut. But if oh, you that's do, okay. There could be a dot or an underscore or something. If you do, we'll actually see right now. Let's see. We are dog. F- oh, also, real quick. We sell. We don't advertise them, but we advertise them verbally. We're v- not only very dog friendly. We sell. Because you heard a dog in the background. Yeah, it was. Yeah, actually, you heard a, yeah, you heard a dog in the background. So you want to chime we in on it. We yeah. sell uh, dog patties, unseasoned, no oil or anything like that. Just fresh uh, grass fed ground. Perfect beef. and good to know. Our Hamburger Hut Instagram is, I'm pausing, I apologize. So it's at Hamburger Hut, at mm-hmm. Hamburger underscore Hut. Got it. See, I knew there was an underscore. Perfect. Yeah, there's there's something there, but uh, I really, really appreciate you uh, having me back on. No worries, brother. Like I said, we're going to keep you around for a bonus episode, but I appreciate the time. For anybody that is not in the area, whether you are in San Diego, Los Angeles, anywhere else around, come down here and check this place out for yourself. This is the real deal, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. One of my favorite new cocktail programs I have seen Thank you. Thank you. in like at least the last eight to ten months. This is awesome, man. Thanks, Congratulations. Man. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tony, so much for taking the time, brother. Obviously, running around on your day off, although there are no real days off, and you're a beverage director, unfortunately, and you got a ton of stuff to manage. But I'm so grateful he could take the time to come on the show. Thank you to all the advertisers who make this show possible, especially everybody who supports on Patreon, whether it's that $2 tier or anything higher. You mean the world to me. I'm forever grateful, and you make this show happen. Thank you to those of you who are supporting by listening on free feeds. Don't forget to check out the store over on Patreon or uh, thebestseats.com. Excuse me. Again, get out there. Check out some of these spots. I know that like families coming into town. Don't just take them to the regular spots. Head down to Encinitas. Head up to Encinitas, depending on where you live and where you're listening to this. And do not forget to live well and often. The holiday season is here, depending on when you're hearing this episode. So get out there. Enjoy time with friends. Enjoy time with family. Do not drink and drive. Be nice on Yelp. Tip your bartenders. And I'll see you soon. Take care. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash the best seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, Tim Falk, Burrito No Rito, Sarah Hines, Subtle Bubbles, Jay Baker, Tim Swine, John Sanchez, Timothy. Thank you for your support.